Do you remember how we started last year? No. Um, I said I, we were... I, I never listened to the episode. We were live from the red carpet outside the Holby Theater. <laughs> yes, the Holby Theater. I forgot. Um, <laughs> and we made a uh, joke about how they had already given away eight awards, but we don't get to talk about them. <laughs> yes. We made a lot of jokes about how shitty the Oscars were. Yeah. <laughs> we made almost as many jokes about the Oscars being shitty as the Oscars made about movies being shitty. <laughs> yeah. We, it was hard to compete because they had three and a half hours to fill of jokes about how bad people are for liking any of these movies. Uh, fortunately, this year that didn't happen. That's because we're, we know that because we're recording after the Oscars, but hopefully people still care about the movies of 2022. <clears throat> you weren't supposed to tell people I was going to do my Oscar predictions. Oh, yeah. You would have gotten so, be so good. <laughs> uh, you would have done so well. Um, but yeah, so this will be the second episode we've recorded since the Oscars. We recorded the Banshees episode the day after. Um, but for you guys, any general takeaways? You want to get get out there? Yeah, I mentioned I felt like the Oscars were really good this year, but then looking back on them, I think they were actually really mediocre, but that's so much better than the last two years that they like really yeah. stand out. And, 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 you, and you don't mean like winners, you mean literally the experience of watching. The experience of watching them. The, the movies this year, I think, were the best in several years. Overall. Uh, yeah. For, for me, it was probably the best movie year since 2019. Yeah, like overall. I think uh, there's definitely some movies in the last couple of years that I like better than quite a few of these movies, but... I think it was pretty strong. There wasn't anything that I like straight up hated. Nope. Nothing. In that way, though, it was kind of sad to see some movies not not snubbed, but the yeah. ones that I liked then didn't win anything, even yeah, though they were... Yeah, completely shut out. Yeah. I was... I yeah, know you loved sad. Elvis. I hated Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what you get, Elvis. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice to have it like kind of spread spread the love. But yeah. I didn't even I hate I did have Elvis. a great The Snowman... I had a great The Snowman Strikes Again reaction image to send to the whole group anytime they won and then they won zero <laughs> i didn't hate elvis but if elvis won something and banshees are failed when his dinner i would have been mad oh yeah <laughs> well yeah it's 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 weird the whale won two uh won makeup and best actor makeup oh yeah uh, women talking one screenplay mm-hmm. um and yeah fableman's tar banshees blanked, and banshees all get blanked Hey, you're Triangle not allowed sadness. to hate on the whale if you haven't seen it. I'm just saying it's strange. Like the kind of uh, the movies that have really dominated, you know, critical discussion and year end lists and stuff. Um, it was just such a dominant a below the line night for All Quiet on the Western Front and, and uh, literally the most dominant above the line night ever for any movie in the 95 years of the Oscars for everything, everywhere, all at once. So mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Weird that they like require the ten best picture noms now if five of them just don't even get anything. Yeah. Well, it's like the honor to be nominated thing, right? It's it yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing it has going for it is like all ten of these movies are pretty good. So it was Yeah, like, I was gonna say if we didn't have it, we wouldn't have been able to watch some cool movies. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna do a Billy Crystal style um like song and dance number at the beginning. We're about like, you know, doing song parodies, working the titles of different movies in, but he only had five to work with. We'd have twice as many now, so we just don't have the time. We don't, no. The, sh- the show would run late. The viewers would complain. Next year, we'd have to take a bunch of the awards out. They Viewers would complain again. Yep. It's not us, it's them. So, here are the rules for tonight. Last year, we kind of just did whatever. 
But this year... That's what I'm going to do again. Yeah. <laughs> this year, we're going to be inside the lines a little bit more. Um, I already told you, if you listened to the special 10-minute episode that came out a couple weeks ago, uh, what the results of the voting were online, but we are going to factor that in tonight, too, so I have that here. Um, people online could only vote for Oscar nominees in each category. We can vote ourselves for anything in any category as long as it has an Oscar nomination and as long as it would actually be eligible. As much as I want to vote for Babylon for Best Animated, that won't be on the table. But I can vote for Babylon for Best Picture. So those are the rules. I thought it has to be like eligible by being like a good movie and stuff. (laughs) Um, Aside from that, uh, I think last year we each did a top three in each category. And then then probably five for picture. Um, and of course, whoever won last year will bring out the, uh, the award for this year. They'll present <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you, wow. You got some big names coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the rules. We can pick whatever we want as long as it is in a literal sense eligible and was nominated for an Oscar. Last year, we just went with, um, a movie that we liked, but I wanted to keep it to stuff that at least has been in the conversation because I don't know, you guys don't want me to just talk about, um, decision to leave and nope and the Northman the whole time because yeah that was been the monologuing. Uh, so for twenty twenty two movies, I saw about ten. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. So it's uh, that's why I want to keep it to stuff that we've actually seen. Um, I think you're you're up near fifteen or so, counting the animateds, probably. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, <laughs> probably. I probably saw like twenty tw- movies from twenty twenty two. Honestly. Um. Speaking of 2022, for the 2022 ladies, do you guys remember what one animated last year? And I guess the... Um, oh, Encanto, uh, didn't it? Encanto won, and it beat Mitchell's versus Machines? Or is that... I believe... The year earlier. I'm trying to remember. That, that was our discussion last year. I'm trying to remember which one actually took it. Encanto. I believe I was overruled and we went with Encanto because Robbie hadn't seen Mitchell's versus the machines yet. Probably. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Um, so both very good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main character from Encanto is, is taking the stage to present this year's <laughs> animated. Both those movies are just about people wanting their parents to apologize. <laughs> That's yeah. They are. Both of those yeah. are, yeah. Both of them. <laughs> movies by millennials, that's what we're about now. Uh, yep. Jordan, have you seen Mitchell's versus the Machines? No, I haven't. It was really oh, good. It's Very so good. good. It's Jordan. on Netflix. Yeah. You gotta watch it. I think it's a lot better than Encanto, but I was outvoted last year. That's okay. I don't think I saw Encanto either. So that's fine. Okay. But we did an episode on Encanto, so if you do watch it, make sure you listen to the episode. Okay. okay. Um I wanna say your name was like Marielle. Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Yeah. I got really close. You were close, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mirabelle is out on stage. She's got a... She's not talking about Bruno. <laughs> she's talking about this year's animated. So we'll go around, and then I think like each category, maybe a different person goes first to make it fair. Um, but does anyone have a top three animated locked and loaded? I watched more movies than I would have just so I could get to three this year. Wow. I don't Because I, I didn't... Watch the reanimated movies this year. Yeah. No, we definitely have. From 2022 movies? Yeah. That are actually nominated is the problem. Yeah. Because you saw Sea Beast. I did see Sea Beast. That one was, I did not like that movie though. 
Mm. Is it that is that third for you? But you saw it. <laughs> I guess it has to be. <laughs> okay, what else you got? What's your top three? Top three. In, easy. In count up. Do it. In oh, three. count up. Sea Beast, because that one I did not really enjoy, honestly. It was very fine. Cool. I think I explained before. I couldn't get over the lead actor in that movie is um, Billy Butcher from The Boys, uh, which is, do you, do you know who he is? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yep. And he used the same accent, except he doesn't, um, drop the C-bomb constantly in this children's movie. And I could <laughs> picture him just doing it. I was upset that he wasn't. Um, so ruin the movie for me. <laughs> and the movie was not good. Um, n- number two, Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, obviously. Okay. Um, that movie was just wild. I don't know. Did you see that one, Jordan? I did. That's the only one I saw, yeah. Wild. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know what they were thinking, but... Uh, loved all the eyes on the the angels, biblically accurate. The number one's Turning Red. That movie was great. Awesome movie. Okay. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I thought the animation style was cool. I feel like it's always nice when Pixar does something kind of unique. Yeah. So you didn't get to three, but that's okay. You saw Pinocchio. What'd you think? I liked Pinocchio. I oh, oh! By the way, um, I'm I'm Ben Holt. This is a podcast where <laughs> my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. But this week we're doing the, we're doing the ladies. It's the ladies, 2023. We're gonna go through everything with me this week. We got Ray. Hi. We got Greg. Hi. And we got Jordan. Hello. Greg just went first. Now Jordan's gonna talk about Pinocchio. <gasps> yeah, I liked Pinocchio. It had more Nazis than I thought it was going to have. Mm. Um, so it's definitely darker than I thought it was going to be. Um, how'd you like how Pinocchio kept going to hell? Well, yeah, it felt like not a children's movie so much. <laughs> I really like that Pinocchio is kind of fucked up looking because Geppetto was fucking drunk off his ass while he's chopping him up. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, That's that, good. I think I've said this before, but the monkey being beaten, like, it was just oh, very, yeah. it's very dark and yeah. hard to watch. But um, Well, a, children, a, a, children, a child has a bomb dropped on them in the first 10 minutes of the movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's shocking. And, and dies. <laughs> I think we definitely watched this with our our small child. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure when the bomb got dropped, she asked me, she's like, did he die? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, I think he I think he's uh, he's hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah. When you were like, oh, put it on. I was like, almost like, uh, I don't know if this is really appropriate. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it was gonna be like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. My top three, I have uh, Turning Red at three. I think it's fine. Um, I have Marcel the Shell with shoes on at two. Delightful. Uh, Jenny Slate doing that voice, sure. Um, And then number one with a bullet Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, Fun movie. And I don't love the songs in it, I would say. I could have done probably without them. I forgot there were songs in it. Yeah, there's a few. I like the one where he's calling Mussolini a literal piece of shit. <laughs> I remembered that one. Specifically trying to goad Mussolini into executing him. Again, fun kids movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all the stuff Del, Del Toro is talking about, the actual craft and how animation is not a genre. It's not just for kids. It's an actual like serious art form and the stuff he it, talked about when he won. It was you know? a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm a ju- I'm just a sucker for stop motion, so that's Yeah, it, like you can't even tell it's stop motion honestly. Like y- yeah. you could go through the movie and not realize that that's a stop motion movie. Yeah. It, it it just looks so good. Um Ray, what do you got? Um I didn't see Marcel, but I wish I had. 
Um, so I guess it's going to have to be Sea Beast at number three. It wasn't really anything special. I did not enjoy it, honestly. Um, two, I guess it's going to be Pinocchio. And then one would be Turning Red. Okay, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, barely animated, correct? <laughs> I mean, the main character is 100% animated. Yes. So, But there's a lot and, of like... And most of the supporting. There's a lot of live action in it, right? Or am I crazy? I did I not girl. see the movie. <laughs> I, did, that was I mean, it's also... it's it's There's live action in, in the sense that like they built all of the puppets and sets in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> Um, well, I thought there were like it's actual just the people background. in it for some reason. Eventually, yes, but they come in later. Oh, it's okay. mostly just Marcel and his grandma, who's played by the uh, legendary Isabella Rossellini. But um, and yeah, any Rossellini movie, I guess I have to vote high for. But yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I know what you mean, though. I'm not, I'm just being obtuse because it's yeah. funny. Yeah, I didn't see it, so. Okay, well. Um, the voters online had Turning Red in first by a lot, then Pinocchio, then Marcel, then Puss in Boots, then Sea Beast. Um, I feel like this is kind of Turning Red in a walk, but I think, you know. So again, this happened last year too. I'm outvoted. <laughs> but I, I think Turning Red's fine. It's just, this is so this is a movie by Domi Shi. She also made the short bow from a few years ago. Oh, I really like that one. Um, and I had it was this really weird. I had the same issue with bow that I have with this, Ooh. which is eventually like the, um, I think that one's a son and a mother and this is a daughter and a mother, but like the mother child relationship, eventually like they're fine at the end and bows about like just being super protective. Um, but she eats the baby <laughs> That is so weird in Bao. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get over that. No. And in Turning Red, like, the mom is so awkward. And I just can't get over the fact that it's not, like, normal levels of... And I get, like... And if this actually happened to Domi Shi, I'm very sorry. But it's to the point where her mom's trying to break into her school and then publicly being escorted out by security every day. Like, that's just way too embarrassing to your child. <laughs> like, everyone's pointing at it happening, and it's happening every day. What the hell? Like, you need to leave your kid alone. No. It's just way too much. And, like, the whole scene where she drives her to the convenience store and they confront that's the kid. That's crazy. Yeah, it's you just haven't heard like... haven't helicopter parents? Yeah. It's beyond, though, I feel like. It's I just so cringy and hard. I'm not saying it's bad and unbelievable. I'm just saying... I really don't enjoy watching those sequences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on an island here. It's fine. Turning yeah. Turning Red's going to win. I mean, I really like Pinocchio too. I but. yes. I I will say I probably like Turning Red because I identify with it because it's a middle school child from the early 2000s, so Sure, yeah. Yeah, and the whole boy bands thing was like a really nice throwback. The boy bands thing fucking killed me. I still cannot watch that movie without fucking laughing about it. It's so funny. I think the movie's good. I'm not upset about it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our first award. Mirabelle from Encanto is handing over the animated lady to, um, I guess, Mei Lin from uh, Turning Red. Yeah. Crowd goes wild. She gets really excited and turns into a red panda. No speech. No speech. <laughs> we gotta keep it short tonight. No speech. We gotta keep it moving. We just play them off immediately. 
Um, yeah, we just play those three tones from All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anyone tries to give a speech, I'll go up and slap them. Oh yeah, that's that is the uh, we put in more stairs this year, so it's harder to go slap people on stage. Mm. That's what the actual Oscars did. There's more. There was more stairs this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, no. but there was only a couple points where you could get on the stage. Where it was like the there was like the lounge atmosphere with the cocktail tables last year. Yeah, because he just so walked he, right he, up. He could ju- he just jumped up on stage from wherever. Yeah. But you have to actually go to a place where there were stairs this year to get oh, on stage. Smart. Oh, physical barriers. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, and then in between every other category, I'm going to have a different game or activity for us or an open-ended like category. Um, and I was going to do a game called Pinocchio No after the animated category where I was going to give you guys questions and you would have told me which of the three Pinocchio adaptations I was talking about that came out in 2022. But then I thought, we're already going to go over, and that's stupid. So instead, we'll just do a real category. I want to talk about young performers. Not that animated is a children's category, but it seems to lend itself well to this transition. There was a lot of interesting young performances and breakthrough performances and people I hadn't seen on screen before that were legit children or teenagers in these movies this year. Anybody got one they want to throw out? And this is like a non-ranked, non-competitive thing because we don't want these kids to have bad self-esteem issues. How oh. young are we talking? What? How young are we talking? <laughs> How young you got? So, <laughs> I mean... I don't know, like legal drinking age or lower? Something like that. Oh. So, I wrote down... I, I don't remember why I wrote this down. I wrote down the Gabriel LaBelle from Fablemans. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't remember which one he is. I know I wrote it down for a reason. He's but. he's the main guy who's in most of the movie. Okay, as Sammy, the one that is Sam. doing. Yeah, yeah. He's correcting. Yeah, he starts okay. correcting people. Sam. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. he's in most of the movie. Once they get to Arizona, he takes That's over. Right. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't get a nomination because I really thought he was quite good. He was he was excellent. I loved him. Yeah. yeah. That once you said that thing, that immediately was like, oh, Sammy, he was awesome. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah. There is a lot of really good young performers in that movie, um, and it just reminds you that, like, I mean, he's been making like adult dramas or whatever, or remaking West Side Story, but like, oh yeah, that's Steven Spielberg, the guy who's gotten the best performances out of child actors in the history of movies. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, right. And it's like, oh yeah, when he wants to like reach into his bag, he can pull out all all the all the high school stuff that just sort of starts happening in, I guess, Act Three of the Fablemans, and you're like, wow, all these kids are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the very Jesus-y girlfriend that he gets. Oh, she's awesome. That's uh, Chloe. She's amazing. She's fantastic too. Um, and, uh, his sisters are really good too. One of the main one with the bangs and the glasses yes. is, uh, Julia Butters. She was the little girl in once upon a time in Hollywood that has a couple scenes with Leo. Oh, wow, yeah. She's gotten a lot older. I think she's 13 now. And she was like, uh, what nine then? Oh, so, that makes sense. That's that. Yeah. yeah, you look much less like a baby between that time. Yeah. Um. So those. Yeah. That, definitely, Gabriel Abel was would be if we were like giving an actual award that he'd be my pick. And then I also wanted to mention Frankie Corio, who plays Palm Skull's Mescal. He doesn't pronounce it Mescal, so I always get messed up on it. 
Paul Meskel's daughter in After Sun. Oh, I didn't uh, see that one. And the movie's pretty much from her perspective. And uh, I hadn't ever seen her in anything before, and she's fantastic. There's a scene where she has to sing a karaoke version of Losing My Religion by R.E.M. That is one of the hardest scenes uh, to watch this year, but she's amazing in it. Mm. Um, the whole movie is about this. It kind of plays like, a. I don't want to give away too much because the framing of it is like a, is a discovery too. So, uh, but basically it's from her perspective and it's this, you know, if it's like a weekend or a week vacation that she spent with her dad. Um, and I believe it's said like in the nineties. So it's kind of nineties styles mm. going on too. They're great. Any, any other kids? Those are the main ones I wanted to talk about. We kind of hit already. Those are, that's uh, the only one I really think about is Sammy, but yeah. I think it's because he was so good. Um, I was kind of surprised that he didn't get a best actor nomination, Jordan. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it would never seem to be in the cards, but I feel like that's, that's someone I definitely want to check in on in their career going forward. Yeah. Cause that kid was great. Hmm. Uh, Sadie Sink was in the whale. Yeah. I, was, I didn't see that whale. Yeah. Um, I liked seeing her in it. I was really, I don't know. I was kind of pumped to see her, but I think her character, I would have liked to see her in a different character. Because her character in The Whale was too close to her character in Stranger Things. Oh, uh, okay. So that was a little sad. But she did really, really good with what she had, you know? Yeah. But I'd like to see her in a different role. But it was really, it was good to see her, though. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, none of those kids have worked with, you know, someone like Darren Aronofsky on a movie yet. Um, Finn Wolfhard's definitely been in the most movies out of Stranger Things, but I don't know if any of them have really hit for him. I guess he's in the Ghostbusters franchise now, but I don't, I don't know. I saw him credited in something recently. Was it he's Pinocchio? In ton, he's in a ton of stuff. He did voice acting for something. Yeah, I think he is in Pinocchio. Yeah. I don't know who hmm. he was in Pinocchio, but. Yeah. And I want to also call out the guy who I guess is kind of the bully in Fableman's. Um, but, but the, are, are, well, really the bullies kind of, um, weaselly sidekick who like okay, yeah. steals the beer at the beach and stuff. Yes. That is, um, Oaks Fegley, who has a great name. That's <laughs> a good name. And he is, I mean, still young, but was like a little literal child kid actor in a bunch of stuff about five to six years ago. Um, so I just want to call out that we, yeah, Oaks Fegley's in the, in this too. So, you know. Good folks. Good for Oaks Fegley. <laughs> he was he was the um, he was like the the I guess I don't know if it's eponymous the character from whom the title of the movie seems to be from the perspective of in um, like my war with Grandpa or whatever <laughs> where he like got in a pranking war with Robert De Niro. <laughs> uh, nope. You remember this film? Nope. No. Nope. Okay, Are you sure this is a real film? Oaks Fegley. V. Bobby De Niro. <laughs> What's the name of the bully in a Christmas story? Oh, I don't know. It reminds me of whatever this kid's name is. It's something like that, though. I've, I've never been a Christmas story guy, but we oh. can we can litigate that at the holidays. <laughs> All right, um, coming to the stage now is last year's. Uh, maybe they'll they'll present together because that's what the Oscars did this year: the uh, supporting actor and actress winners. Uh, do you guys remember who won last year? Actor and actress. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, we picked Ariana DeBose from West Side Story for actress. Oh, yep. Um, and did we not pick Cody Smith McPhee from Power of the Dog for supporting actor? 
I think it was between him and Troy Kotzer. We might have given it to Troy Kotzer. We probably gave it to Troy Kotzer because I didn't yeah, really like I, Cody Fitt. Yes, Cody I got outvoted in this one too. So yes, yes. It's, it's Troy Kotzer and Ariana DeBose, who I believe did present together at this yes, year's Oscars. They did, yeah. Yep. Um, I really like both of them. They were yeah, great they last year. They seem great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ariana DeBose is my pick. Obviously, Cody Smith McPhee is my Dakota pick. Dakota hater. That's, <laughs> yeah. I really like Troy Kotzer. I did too. Well, here he is on stage yeah. to present this year's supporting <laughs> actress and supporting actor. Let's do it. just hates that movie so much. God but, forbid that you end uh, as a happy family in the end of a movie. That's it. That will never <laughs> like you again. Okay. It's a shot for shot remake of like a two year old French movie. They barely change anything. It won best picture and screenplay. It's so stupid. I think you just don't like embarrassing parents. Um, no, I didn't mind them. I thought the scene where they're doing like the sex talk and he's doing like the soldier with the helmet on thing. Yeah. I thought that was good. I liked Coda. I just didn't love it. And I loved some movies last year. And Coda wasn't hard to make. <laughs> it just wasn't. You should have made it then. Yeah. You, could, you could have an Oscar yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have. Let me just look at whatever the best French movie in 2021 was and I'll remake it shot for shot and win all the Oscars I'm up for next year. <laughs> um, Wow. <laughs> Do you want to start us on Best Supporting Actress? Um, no. Hold on. I got to look at okay. the list. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> so the people nominated were um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu, Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, and Carrie Condon. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's, yeah. Oh, that's easy. Um, but you, you don't have to pick just from these, but that's who's up. Are we doing top three or are we just doing yeah. like our... Okay. Yeah, you can do your top three. Um, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't particularly impressed with any of these people. Wow. Which is very rare. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't. I feel like, I don't know. Carrie Condon was pretty good. Angela Bassett I thought was good too. But it was a Marvel movie. It's not that deep, you know? Like <laughs> It's not that serious, go, Angela. Uh, some of us are prepared if you'd like me to... <laughs> Okay, so, all right, number three would be Hong Chow, Carrie Cogden, and then Angela Bassett. Okay. Wow. Give it to Angela Bassett, huh? So you have Angela Bassett in first? Yes. Okay. Do you want to go next? Oh, yeah, yeah. Number three, Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. Two, Carrie Cogden. And number one, easy, um, uh, Michelle Williams. Because she was actually a supporting actress, in my opinion. <laughs> I was oh. I was thinking about it, but I don't have her. I forgot I, that that was part of the rules. She's not rules. a lead actress. She's uh, she. I don't think she is. She was not the lead in that movie. I might agree with you. Mm. I really don't think she was. She was great, but I just don't think she was the lead. Ooh. She's great, and her, I also don't think she's the lead. Her whole we'll performance was to it. support. The performances for, for Sammy and the that. dad. So are we going to Lakeith Stanfield her? They uh, campaigned Lakeith Stanfield in uh, lead actor, the Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah year, and the Academy nominated him in supporting. Oh, I didn't realize that. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, you got three ready to go? Well, now that kind of... I just of, rocked your world, I was huh? going to say, that does kind of rock go first. world. Because Am I allowed to I offered redact? to go first and you wouldn't let me. Oh. I mean, well, you went first the first time. I did go first first. 
<laughs> well, we we can give our list and then we can decide together. You okay. know, that's fine. Yeah. There were a lot of people in that movie. I mean, what makes someone a lead actress? I mean, she did play a big part in that movie. What makes someone that's a her lead? argument? That's why she wanted to be in lead. All right, it's, up think, to, it's up to them. Basically. I think I'm gonna leave her and there in my mind. That's what right she now. wanted. She she wanted to be in lead. I know. So uh yeah, I'm thinking for supporting actress, I have Carrie Condon as my number one because I okay. just think she was amazing. I agree. Um, I, I I really liked her. Then I have Hong Chow for the whale. Um mm-hmm. I don't feel super strongly about that one. Um and then Stephanie Shu for everything everywhere all at once. Again, don't feel as strongly about the second two because I don't think um, there were really strong performances in supporting actress, which is why you appealed to me when you gave me an example mm-hmm. of someone who had a strong acting performance that I could use for that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I agree. That's why I feel like none of these like really stood out. To I me really this liked Terry Condon, honestly. I do, I really liked her in that. Yeah, I think she's great. Yeah. But Michelle Williams was better for sure. Um, my top three. Number three, I have Carrie Condon. Number two, I have Rooney Mara and Women Talking. Oh, okay. Uh, and number one, I have Michelle Williams. In oh, Fablelands. Who was Rooney Mara? She was the main one. She was pregnant. She had some flirtatious stuff with Ben Wishaw. Yes. Um, I think there's a lot of really good people in here. I'm picking Rooney Mara because she's ostensibly the lead, but still is supporting just because of the way that movie works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have been um Jesse Buckley, I think, is really good in it too. Mm-hmm. I didn't love what Claire Foy was doing, but she's also good. Any of these people could have easily gotten uh, supporting nominations, and it kind of sucks that none of them did. It's probably because it's such an ensemble cast. It's yeah. hard to like. I also like pick the, someone and be like, "This is the." Yeah, and and maybe that's it because there's like you know preferential balloting. Judith, Judith Ivy, who's one of the older women, I think is really good. Because you're naming yeah. these people, and like some of them I know. Obviously, Jesse Buckley. You mentioned I had to ask who. Uh, yeah, which character they were exactly? Because there's like five women in that movie who all probably do about the same amount of like acting. Yeah. So, but so I'm kind of picking Rooney Mara as someone sort of representative of all of that. Um, so we have Carrie Condon pretty high. Greg and I both have Michelle Williams on our list. What do we think for the ladies? I just don't know if it's rude to give it to Michelle Williams. If she wants to be the lead (laughs) actress upset with us. I, I've been thinking for a long time that I wanted to put her, and I actually didn't have it written down, but once you broke the glass. I do feel like her role is supporting. None mm-hmm. of the women talking got nominated because I feel like all of them did better than most of the people that were nominated. Yes. I agree with I, that. Yes, yes yeah. I actually do agree with that. I do get that, you know, they're, they're all supporting actresses, and it would be hard to single out one. Mm-hmm. But That's the problem, too. You know what I mean? Put them all instead of all the people that were nominated. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Yeah. The acting was just yeah, a lot fair. stronger than a lot of the, the other. The, the problem too, they mm-hmm. couldn't put forth all of them because then just none of them would have gotten in. None of them did get it. I know. <laughs> but I mean, like, as, uh, they couldn't have been like, fair enough. Put all like five of them in for consideration because they would have all just gotten some votes. You know what I mean? You you don't want to like put in your whole cast mm-hmm. from your movie for. It happens, and then it, you it usually happen, usually but. it does do some splitting, but it worked for Jamie Lee Curtis this year. It did. Even yep. with Stephanie Shue in there. Mm. Um, but yeah. All, all of the Irishmen were nominated one year. <laughs> uh, obviously, the Irishman got blanked that year. Um, I hated that movie. <laughs> that movie's amazing. But what is Longest it? best picture nominee in the last 10 years. 
I don't know. I think we were Michelle Williams. Ago. Michelle Williams, Carrie Condon. I like both of them. I'm happy. I, I'd be happy with Carrie Condon if we really don't feel like Michelle Williams will accept the award. <laughs> <laughs> Should we ask Ariana to post things? <laughs> Maybe she has a better idea if Michelle Williams would take the award. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Jordan? I mean, I would I would give it to Michelle Williams. I'm not. I'm not against that idea. She is getting into Amy Adams territory for nominations without actual wins at the Oscars. Let's give her one then. She deserves it. She's going to be really excited. I'm okay with that. I like it. Okay. I think she was the better performance between her and Carrie Condon. They just did a big photo shoot. Uh, Not big. The reason the word big is stuck in my head is uh, the Fablemans cast did a photo shoot, and Michelle Williams has a really big hat on it. <laughs> like, the entire cast fits under her hat. That's awesome. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I hope she's wearing that to the ladies. Um, just no, blocking they're gonna, the view of an entire row say, yeah. behind her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, much like what happened at the actual Oscars, after a big emotional speech, um, the same presenters have to step back up to the mic and give the next award. This one for supporting actor. I did like that though. I think that's part of what made things go a little a little skippy. Yeah, you know what I mean? that was. Smart. I felt a little bad for Ariana Bose because she was like crying when Kihi Kwan won, and then had to go back to the mic. It was like, <clears throat> okay, here we go. But now in best supporting actor, and I should say, um, in supporting actress, the voting had Carrie Condon in first, then Stephanie Hsu, um, then you had Hong Chow and Jamie Lee Curtis tied, and then Angela Bassett, but. Um, no one got blanked. Everyone got a decent amount of votes. That was actually a pretty close race on the voting online. Mm. So, uh, who wants to start supporting actor? I I can, if you want, I haven't gone yet first. Okay. Uh, and number three, I have Paul Dano of the Fablemans. He plays Bert Fableman. Oh, the dad. Yes. Um, he was, he was really good. Number two, I have Barry Keoghan from the Batman. The one scene that he's blurry in the bat. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, Barry Keoghan from the Banshees of Inishirin. Um Oh, and by the way, I am doing a, a year a year award for Dano for Riddler in the Batman. He's really good in that. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe I could do all Batman actors, but Colin Farrell unfortunately is a lead, so I can't put him in this category. <laughs> um, you could nominate him for Batman. Uh, yeah, specifically just the penguin is here. He's great in that movie, but at number one, I have key Huey Kwan of everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, a wonderful performance from a guy who has been looking for that kind of role for a while. He gets to do everything he's good at and show how talented he is. And I hope he gets a lot of roles because, um, already there's people online that are like, Ooh, let's see the continuing adventures of short round, his character from Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. And it's like, let the dude like make some choices. Yeah. I he's got options now for the first time in like twenty years in his career. So um, I hope he enjoys it. He definitely deserves it. It seems like a genuinely nice guy, and also is great. Mm-hmm. You don't get points just for being nice. But. So he's not in my top three. I'll go next. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I liked him a lot. Um, number three, Brendan Gleeson, Banshees. Number two, Kihu Kwan. Number one is um, Barry Keoghan. I love that guy. Yeah. Gleason was a tough cut for me, but yeah. Yeah. I I honestly, I put Gleason because I just don't have a lot of options. I feel like he was, um, he was fine. He didn't blow me away. 
he's doing he's doing some incredible stuff in that. A, a rewatch um, of Banshees is really rewarding for I think his characters, especially. I, I think so. I think I just hated his character. <laughs> <laughs> we get into it on the episode that when this comes out will already be out, <clears throat> but you haven't heard it yet. Yes, the other two I mentioned I just feel like are a, a far above them. Okay. Ray, Jordan, anybody? Sure. Um, so my number one is uh, Barry Keoghan. Uh, and then I would, if I am allowed to put him in this category, I would put Gabriel LaBelle okay. for a supporting. I like it. He's yeah. not in the first act of the movie. I know. I think, that's that why can, I think that makes it count as supporting. That's why I'm thinking it would be okay. And then um, for three, I have Brian Tyree Henry, um, who did Causeway. I think it's unfortunate that he had to act opposite Jeff- Jennifer Lawrence and in kind of like a not great movie, but he did a really good job. He's amazing. And he's going to get, he's going to have an Oscar soon. I feel like that guy's that the guy's incredible. clip they showed from him, which is obviously a little biased because the clips are always good. Was really good though. Mm. Yeah. He he's in, he's been doing like some spot duty in like movies that get nominated, but he hasn't gotten nominated. Reason. Um, he's, he's in like the, the best scene of if Beale street could talk from a few years ago. I mean, he's great on Atlanta. That's the first place that I think a lot of people, myself included, saw him. Um, that guy's great. I felt like he acted really good with his face in his little clip that they yeah. showed at the Oscars. That is a talented dude. Ray. I just thought of a better, best supporting actress. Too late. <laughs> Too late. We already gave it to Michelle. She's oh. already, she's, she's running now. <laughs> she's out of here. <laughs> oh, she left the stage faster than Faye Dunaway after reading La La Land. I want to give it to the donkey from Banshee's Inner Sheeran. Jenny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was Save great. that for best actress. <laughs> In a leading role? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jenny was awesome. Uh, um, Colin Farrell was so pumped when Jenny showed up at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. There was a lot of donkeys this year. <laughs> bad things happen to these donkeys speaking of donkeys who you got for best supporting actor um so number three uh brendan gleason cool number two barry keogan Mm -hmm. and number one is um key okay all right, so that's a pretty clear Kihu Kwan, Barry Keoghan at the top of most of these lists. Um, I definitely appreciate the Gabriel, the Gabriel Bell shout out too. Uh, the ladies voting went heavily to Kihu Kwan, but Barry Keoghan wasn't second. I think but there's a big gap. Should get it then. Yeah. This is, uh, you can put it on the side of his Oscar. The uh, yeah, second year in a row. Barry Keoghan can give a sad speech about. I'm just picturing him doing his speech to Carrie Condon, but now he's talking about how he's not getting a lady. Oh no! He's just talking to the statue. Maybe you could fall in love with a boy like me. (laughs) It's pretty impressive that we all liked him so much because he had like significantly less of a role than. um, Yes. Yeah. I mean, he jumped off the screen. We talked about this in the Banshees episode, but like we don't need to discuss it now. It's um. That scene in particular when they're at the side mm-hmm. of the lake was taken out of context and put online and people are like, whoa, this guy is incredible. Um, and it's, it's tough to carry out what he needs to in that scene and in a couple other scenes with all the mannerisms and tics and all the constant movement that he's doing. 
Um, that's like a sometimes a scene is sort of like a hacky crutch for some actors. Um, but he's, I mean, he's so impressive. Even he's with so all that good. stuff going on. Uh, but he loses this to Kiyu Kwan, who, uh, you know. Are we moving on to best supporting donkey now? There's enough, right? <laughs> yeah, there is. We're moving on well, to. Well, actually, one of them is, is uh, lead donkey, I think, right? Uh, the, at least one, right? At least one. There's no donkey categories. <laughs> it's weird that there were so many donkeys this year. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. And then if you okay. consider most of the times that you use animals, there's multiple ones. Like in EO, I think they used six, six or seven donkeys. So, so just assume that each donkey that you see, there's like three more. <laughs> Behind the scenes, yeah. The scenes, yeah. They're stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah. Because you got your acting donkeys, your stunt donkeys. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. but just weird that there's so many donkeys. No donkeys here. in Pinocchio, huh? Isn't that like a big part of the Disney one? Um, not in GDT's Pinocchio. They, I think, do the Pleasure Island sequence in the Disney version of Pinocchio that came out this year. Mm. Also weird, there was uh, twice that there were bagels floating in movies, and that's not that many times, but it was still weird that but happened but twice. But you still noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not that, it's not like there's, a whole trend, there's, but there's it one more than once. Like hanging in um, Sammy's locker. Because they kept calling him Bagelman. Oh, yes. <laughs> they have it like strung up in his locker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy they could fit that through the slit and tie it up. Yeah, I know. Um, it's time for another open-ended, non-competitive category. I wanted to ask you guys about some of your favorite scenes or sequences in movies this year. I have a few written down if I need to start, if you guys don't have any ready to go. Easy. But. Tar's face hitting the pavement. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I Not know. the whole sequence or specifically her running up the stairs and oh, falling? Specifically her running up the stairs. I want to give an award to that stunt double and to whoever did the sound editing and made that noise. <laughs> it's perfect. If you see it as a GIF isolated, uh, if you see it as a GIF isolated from the movie, it doesn't like cut away. They... Yeah. They go face first yep. into that ground. And the noise. The, sun double is. the noise is real good. Smack, yeah. The noise is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Man, that was the one I came prepared with. Um, Yeah, I was thinking of a couple maybe from Tar. I wasn't specifically thinking of that, but like the whole sequence where she's in the basement there. And stuff. All, all, all the the scenes from Tar where the ghosts show up and I don't see the ghosts, but I know I am very uncomfortable. All great. Yeah. Very cool. There's yeah, a lot of the good metronome scenes metronome at night. I like Michelle Williams sitting in the closet watching the movie and they don't show you the movie if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. They just you just watch her cry. Uh, they might oh they no, do they show don't. you they show oh. they show you the movie. You've, you've, earlier. Earlier. you've seen the movie Sammy editing it. Yes. Yeah. So, so you just watch like the screen flickering and her crying. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um I really like um Colin Farrell burning down Gleason's <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> Like the whole like he's get he gets the dog and puts him on the the car and yeah. like and he notices he's in the house and he's like oh, well I'm burning burning it down <laughs> yeah I really like the scene with the check from uh, Triangle Sadness oh, oh yeah yes. mm-hmm. that is a great one wicked good oh. I love it so good what it's are, so funny just, just looking said. for that ten seconds think, forward button in that no I love it I yep. love it I think Robbie said it's that so he was willing to Venmo them the money if the scene would just stop yeah. <laughs> about the yeah. money <laughs> that was a very very good scene just you said you went yesterday and yeah it's um i have a couple from babylon 
it's not going to surprise anybody. Um, this the f- first time after not the opening party because that's uh, there's been enough in- ink spilled about that, but um, the sequence that is almost immediately following that when Nelly gets to set for the first time. You saw Babylon, right? Yes. And it's the first day of filming, and it's her filming the bar scene at the same time that Diego Calva, Manny's character, and Brad Pitt are filming like the epic battle scene on the other side of the lot and they don't and the camera breaks and people are being literally murdered and um yeah just the fast cutting in between manny having to go get the new camera and running back and yeah and then they get the shot and they get brad pitt up the hill as he's super drunk and vomiting but everyone turns it on just in time as the sun goes down with the actual like practical they actually have like 300 extras doing a full-scale battle scene in the background mm-hmm. as the sun's setting and uh, the the one final tear from margot robbie all of that happening at the same time uh, just the highest level of filmmaking in anything this year i also really like that sequence good <laughs> yeah i really did like that sequence uh, but it's not even my favorite sequence from babylon because uh, it's the hello college sequence uh, the first day where they're trying to film in sound. Oh. <laughs> and they have to the, keep restarting. In the ho- Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that oh. sequence is incredible. You know what else is really good? Um, When the kids go in the water in the first time in Avatar. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. I was thinking something from Avatar. Yeah. I, I have the last hour of Avatar 2. <laughs> um, specifically, Pyakon jumping onto the boat. <laughs> Oh, that mm. I, them going in the water for the first time is way better. Yes, I wouldn't say yeah, the last hour of Avatar. I think the middle. Yeah, I the, they, middle. They, cool. They oh, slow good. roll it so they well. do. Mm-hmm. You saw Avatar, right, Jordan? I did. I'm like I'm not knowing what scene you're talking about. Though. It's when they first show up at the water tribe, and it's been like yeah, an, it's hour an hour and a half and change into the movie. Yeah. And uh, Jake Sully's kids meet up with the like chief's kids, and they bring them into the water for the first time. And Sigourney Weaver's like underwater it's the first time you actually like the camera goes underwater basically yes and you get to see like the yeah, sea creature you realize they've been teasing you for you an know hour what it yes. reminds me of oh. it reminds me of subnautica yeah yes. that whole yeah, yeah them like trying to figure yeah. out stuff underwater i think it's it helps because going into it i just know it's avatar way or water they're gonna go to like the water they live with the water people and it's like an hour and a half we have not even we, we're not wet yet you know what yeah. i mean yes i want to just dive in <laughs> Wait, you gotta get wet. i'm so dry yeah. i'm so dry yeah <laughs> and like i don't know it was like it was so cool like them because the actors are all actually underwater you know what i mean the like cgi and the like the little fish they make i thought yeah. were like the best creatures just the little background fish that are like swimming around the whole time yeah. oh that was awesome so uh, we talked about this in the avatar episode but like they actually go through and like physiologically build all of the animals in on pandora so they know like you know what the circulatory system of every tiny fish on screen is mm-hmm. um, those little ones yeah there. So it's yeah, it's the attention to detail and then just how I you know, remembered how good it was when they showed the Little Mermaid trailer on the Oscars, and I was like, "Wow, this looks like fucking shit! Mm-hmm. So this is so bad." You would have so, thought that with uh, Wakanda Forever too. Yeah, so they film they're filming the Little Mermaid in the style that they call dry for wet. Um, because, it was dry for dry. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't have to actually hold their breath underwater like James Cameron made his actors in this movie. You, clearly, nobody is underwater in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Excited for Javier Bardem is uh, Triton, though. It's a good casting. In terms of uh, comic relief scenes, the other thing that I really loved was in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once when they used the Rakakuni joke. <laughs> I about died. Like, I, that just cracked me up. That was my favorite thing. It was the <laughs> fact that Q Quan keeps going back. Was I Raccoon Raymond again? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they keep coming back to it. And she, uh, she's riding on his head later to chase the car and stuff. Uh, there were a lot from that movie. There was a lot of good out. scenes. Obviously, yeah. The Rocks. The Rocks. Yes. I'm never going to forget Kihu Kwan explaining to um, Michelle Yeoh how the multiverse is breaking. And he's like, your hair doesn't fall in quite the same way. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? So good. Well, it is a story, the story of a girl. So it's RRR uh, yeah. um, should be called or, or, or because I kept listing so many options. There's a lot of great sequences in RRR. <laughs> Um, the first time they meet on the bridge, the Natu Natu scene, maybe when they when uh, Beam gets into the compound and all the animals jump out and the fire versus the water thing. I don't know. Watch RRR. It's amazing. I mentioned during the Oscars that Natu Natu was the first song performance, I think, in the whole time I've watched the Oscars where I wasn't like, ooh, an opportunity to get up and get snacks. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I was like, I got to watch this. Because I know that's in the cool. room, like, other people hadn't seen RRR, and we were all like, wow, that's a cool performance. And then, like, online, among people who have seen RRR, they're like, that performance sucked. It doesn't at all capture how, like, the energy in the movie. Um, so just, so amplify that. You, you raise your expectations even more for how it looks in the movie. Mm. Uh, Maverick beating the time when they're about to sh- shut down the, uh, the, the plane project that they're doing. And then, like, Maverick comes on the radar and he beats the, and he gets there that, under that the time. That is cool, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the scene after the school dance in Fablemans where mm. the uh, the bully confronts him. And that, that scene is amazing. <laughs> the I made you look like I, you can fly. And the kid's like, I can't. And they talk about, you know, why would you have done this? And he's like, I don't know why I do this. I, uh, maybe it just made my movie better. Maybe I wanted you to like me for five minutes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just really liked when he's like, don't tell anyone. Because I immediately turned away and went... Ooh, bad news. He's making a movie about this. And he says it like he goes, I won't unless I make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> which I never will. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll also say the um the first time that Pinocchio dies and he gets shuttled by the rabbits. Yeah. And then he meets death for the first time. Real cool. It's good stuff. All a lot right. Of good scenes this year. Good movies this year. Good movies this year. Uh screenplays. We're going to do screenplays next. Adapted or original? <laughs> we can start with original if that's easier for you. The The nominees this year for best original are Fableman's Triangle of Sadness, Tar, Banshees of Inishira, and Everything Everywhere all at once. If that helps. It's just so tough, this one. I feel like I have four that I can't figure out what my top three are out of those out of them. Yeah, yeah. Original screenplay is um, tough this year, I think. Uh, my number three is Banshees. Okay. Number two is Tar. And number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. But all of these were really good. Yeah. I think last year, I'd have to look and see what was nominated, but I feel like this year I was looking at all the original ones. I was like, wow, all of these screenplays are good. And I looked at the adapted and I was like, wow, all of these are shit. And I think last year it was the opposite. Last year was very strong and adapted. Yeah. 
Number three, Banshees. Okay. Number two, Fablemans. Yeah. Number one, Tar. Uh, I'll save some time. That it's my list also. Wow, you didn't do everything oh, everywhere? Wow. Nope. I loved everything everywhere, but I don't know if the screenplay is what elevated it the most. Really? I agree. Oh, wow. Um, I have uh, Tar for number three, Banshees for number two, and Everything Everywhere All at Once at one. Okay. Um, the the voters had Triangle of Sadness uh, ranked fifth, Fableman's above that, Tar above that, Banshees in second, and Everything Everywhere in first. Um, I just feel like it's hard to make a screenplay for things that are um, like more mundane, yeah. honestly. Like Everything Everywhere All at Once is like, it's over the top. And I, I don't know, I feel like screenplays for that are a little easier. Whereas things that are like Banshees or Fablemans, where it's just like a story of people doing their people things, it's it's really hard to do the screenplay right that keeps you like entertained and everything. Yeah. See, I think kind of the opposite because with everything everywhere, I feel like there's so much going on that the screenplay is super important to make sure that you're telling it in a cohesive manner. For me, everything everywhere is a lot about the editing. I don't think it's bad. I think there's a really strong category this year. I felt like I had to put Tars number one because I I don't even know how you put that movie together. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's so the, the, complicated to do that movie correctly. The way it slowly reveals what's happening. It's mm-hmm. very cool. Not not even in like a bigger sense, but literally like what we said, the way it slowly reveals to you what the plot of the movie you're currently watching is. Yes. yes. You don't know until like an hour in. It's true. I feel like I haven't had a movie experience quite like that one before. I feel like Tar- a lot of it is in the performance of Kate Blanchett, but still like the, yeah. the writing is really good. Yeah. I feel like the, the whole movie, um, there's not a lot of room for error there. If they make a couple of missteps in that movie, I feel like it's no good. Mm. Her performance is amazing, but they did at some point, someone had to write a soul selects her own society. And that's just a cool line. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what everybody picked already. I think uh, you and I had tar in first and then you had everything everywhere all once at first. Did you also? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think everywhere all at once can have it then. I think it has to, because uh, we need to acknowledge that the voting had that in first and tar in third. Yeah. So, I'll be honest, like I said, there was four that I was having trouble with. Where all at once would have been my fourth one, and I could have put them in like a lot of different orders and been very happy. Yeah. Um, There's a couple categories this year that are like that, where I'm like, I can rearrange this in a lot of ways and feel very good about it. Fableman's co-written Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Tony Kushner still doesn't have an Oscar, and he still doesn't have a lady, but one of these days. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Uh, I remember he tweeted about not having a lady recently. (laughs) Yeah, poor guy. But everything everywhere all at once takes it. Uh, The Oscar nominees for for Adapted were Glass Onion, Top Gun Maverick, All Quiet on the Western Front, Living, and Women Talking. Women Talking won eventually. You may recall. Okay. Um, I can give my list, I guess. Yeah. I think this is a sad category overall, but I'll say number three, Top Gun Maverick. He throws the rule book in the trash. Someone wrote that. <laughs> yeah, he throws it in the trash, Greg. Uh, number two, Avatar 2. Uh, and number one, a woman talking. Cool. I think Avatar 2 was way... M- m- the screenplay was much better than the first one. Yeah. For sure. It still was Avatar 2, which isn't phenomenal, but I think it's better than 
basically all the other adapted options. <laughs> they had to write in the in somebody wrote down Piacon the whale <laughs> telepathically responds to Loak's query of what happened that it is too painful to describe. <laughs> they did have to. It's too painful in the papyrus fonts. <laughs> Letting you know that the whale is thinking this back to Loak. I wish I could see the screenplay. Do you think it just says single line, Piacon fucking jumps out of water and crushes boat? Uses his <laughs> impenetrable top half to deflect a missile. It's great. I know it's an exploding point harpoon, but come on. Let's not split hairs here. We're talking about space whales destroying space boats. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's my number two. So that's Wait, the are you saying year. for adapted? For adapted. Is it adapted? Sequels count as adapted. The sequels are always adapted. Oh, really? That's why Glass yeah. Onion's in here. Yep. Because oh. it's, uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's from That's why Top Gun Maverick's in here, too. Yeah, it's okay. based off the original, which was the first. Yeah. Although I think Top Gun Mavericks uh, also not just a sequel, but based on a quarterly quarterly earnings report from Lockheed Martin. Also, <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't it based off of a Budweiser commercial? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? Adapted. I can go. Um, I have Top Gun Maverick third. Um, I have. Glass Onion second. I didn't like it as much as Knives Out. I don't know that I'm going to revisit it too much, mm-hmm. but at least it's an interesting, I guess, a continued subversion of whodunit mysteries where no one actually done anything and the guy knew what was going on before he got there, but you don't know until the second half of the movie. I don't know. Interesting enough for me. And then women talking I have first. All right, number three, I've got women talking. Number two is going to be the whale. And number one is going to be Pinocchio. Ooh, wow. Good call. Um, They don't give animated stuff anything because it's not a real art form. It only gets that one category. Right. That's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that pick. Jordan, what you got? I do like the idea of going with Pinocchio. Um, I didn't do that. I don't love this list that I have, but I'm going to go with it. Um, no. So I have uh, number three, All Quiet on the Western Front, number two, Top Gun, and number one, Glass Onion. Uh, yeah, not thrilled about it, but that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like the adaptive screenplays were pretty weak. Yeah. Should um, note, uh, the voters had Glass Onion in first by a lot. And then Top Gun, then All Quiet Living. I did not see Glass Onion, which is why it's not on my list. I thought you guys had. No. Nope. Oh, we wow. went to, but did not see it. We saw Knives Out, finally. Yeah. Uh, I like Knives Out better, but I mean, same same milieu. Knives Out was very good. We watched Knives Out just before they announced the nominees. And nice. Then- in preparation for Glass Onion, and then in case it got nominated for something, and, and it, it really so didn't. So we, we didn't have a it. chance to get back to it yet. Um, I, I can see that, sure. Uh. But Avatar 2, definitely better than Top Gun Maverick. Sorry, Ben. I don't think so. Um, I feel like Anyone could have written this this screenplay for Top Gun Maverick. I kind of agree with that, you yeah. Could, but why didn't you? Because <laughs> I, I, I have more dignity than that. You didn't work with Tom Cruise on Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Mine was my choice. could have done these things. 
<laughs> it's it's uh, it's a tight as hell script. It is Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> and it's, you know. I mean I could have thrown the script in the trash. It's tight as hell because it's all been done before. Yeah, but it's, it's remixed so and it's saved it. it's saved movie theaters. It okay, it did save the movie theaters. And so did uh, the minions. Well, minions aren't in the conversation. You could you could have voted for. I guess I could have. No, you couldn't have voted for minions. It wasn't nominated for anything. It, it's not oh, I'm really glad you put Pinocchio in because I always forget because they really don't give animated movies anything except for. I think people complain about the animated category because they use it as a way to not nominate animated things for anything else. They do. Um, I think it would be so. We both have women talking. It's on three of our lists. Uh, we both have it in first. The ladies' voters have it in last. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't on Jordan's list. I just think a lot of people didn't see it. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Um, that was my least favorite movie of the year. But I do think it was a better screenplay. It's than- all screenplay. Yeah. It's screenplay and performances. It got nominated for only one of those things, and it did win. I think, I've like, the thing is, what's it, what is it competing against? I think it's a better screenplay than All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it's a better screenplay than Top Gun Maverick. Or Avatar 2, you know what I mean? And I didn't see Glass Onion, so. But only just better than Avatar 2 for you. I think it is better than no, Avatar 2. I think it's better than Avatar 2. Well, yeah. I said Top Gun Maverick. I think No, I don't think it's better than Top Gun. Really? <laughs> yeah. I could have written that one. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Tom Cruise throws so the rule book in the trash. It did the yeah, blockbuster thing just like so well. Okay, it, that's yes. the one thing I have to say about Top Gun Maverick. It did what it was it, trying to do, It did I exactly guess. what it was trying to do perfectly. It's, I will say yes. Exactly. And it's, it's, a, it's a better execution of that than we've had in a very long time. I guess, but I think what it was trying to do is just not Oscar worthy. I see, I disagree. Mm. Anyway. Um, I like it for the visual effects. I don't like it for the screenplay. And the sound. Don't forget the sound. Mm. We we kept the sound off when we watched it. <laughs> subtitles we just did like, subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just said room a so lot. loud um, <laughs> plain noises okay so, <laughs> yeah. so so what are so what are we doing here a couple of I, I don't know this is a tough i don't know all uh, right what have, what have we got what have we thrown out there women talking guillermo del toro's pinocchio and glass onion are the so bet- if we count ladies voting glass onion is has two first place votes women talking has two first place votes and i think we all like the idea of pinocchio also I do not feel strongly about any of mine, to be totally honest. Yeah. I had Glass Onion second. I did not see Glass Onion, so I feel like I can't comment on it. Yeah, I'm in the same Do boat. I abstain from it's that? Funny. It is funny. I mean, it's it's different. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. It's like, it's different, at least. <laughs> do we just go rogue and give it to Pinocchio? Because I just don't feel like we're getting women talking across the line with this group. I think we could give it to Pinocchio Go Rogue. I mean, it just, yeah. It deserves, it deserves I'm fine it. with it. Yeah, all right. let's do it. I don't, I don't I mean, know if I could articulate one, so. exactly what they're... Well, okay. I mean, the adaptation is they said it in World War II mm-hmm. under Mussolini. Well, I mean, it just has to be an adaptation, right? Because it's... Well, that too. But I'm just talking about for it to be award-worthy, like what are they actually doing with the adaptation? Yeah, I don't know if it's screenplays. It's strong suit. <laughs> well, <laughs> talking about, you know, the, the Mussolini of it all, I, I guess. I guess I, I don't know the like brand. the original Pinocchio, but like if I compare it to the original Disney Pinocchio. So pre-World War II. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of interesting choices that they made for an adaptation, you know? I think that's why I yeah. put it first. I think it's closer or something. I don't know. I'll be honest. When I think about adapted screenplay, I'm not thinking like what... 
adaptions you made that made it better. I'm just I'm just thinking you're different than an original screenplay. I'm just looking at you as another category. I was looking at the adaptation. I think we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Del Toro out of the back. He thought he could go home. (laughs) <laughs> but no, we're respecting animation even more than he realized. And we are giving Guillermo del Toro another award, this time for screenplay. He'd One he proud. didn't even ask for. I like it. He didn't even ask for. Um, last year, did we go with Power of the Dog here? Or, oh, almost. or with Drive My Car? Ooh. We love to drive my car. We did give Drive My Car a lot of awards. I think we might have given it to Drive My Car. I wish some kind of like host kind of figure could have written all this stuff down and had it all prepared. <laughs> well, the problem was when we, I, I listened to the last year's episode right before we were supposed to record this. And um, I already told, talked about this on the tiny episode I put out with the voting, but I was sick for like a fucking week. Um, I like that it's tiny instead of short. Yeah. It's just it's it's a minute. It's diminutive. <laughs> I'm very my voice is very soft and I'm like hi guys. Very yeah, I'm very weak. <laughs> I'm I recorded from my bed on just to like a voice memo. <laughs> and with that, before we get into the high high level stuff, uh we have lead actor, director and picture to go. We have a game about actress Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Lead acting. Acting, yeah. You know. Um and it's an old it's an old favorite. This is this is going to be our best song category, but it's you guys that are competing for best song. Uh you don't have to make up a, anything on this spot cuz I don't have an accordion. But um that was a tar reference. Um I using a slide whistle <laughs> will perform former winners of the Academy Award for Best Original Song. And whoever guesses the most wins Best Original Song at the Ladies. Oh, hell yeah. I thought I was going to have to compose a song. I totally would have won. I would have sung Apartment for Sale. <laughs> um, let I'm me very know. good at making up songs on the spot. Let me know if it's too loud. <laughs> but, you know. Can we do no noise and subtitle it? No. Okay. Um, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for a ladies special edition of John Williams. More like damn whistleums. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize that was a metal slide whistle. I thought it was plastic. Oh no, it's metal. It's it's the real deal. It's the real deal. In England, they call them swanee whistles. Oh. So I don't know. I think I trivia. Think, I'm just guessing I should be further away from the mic for this part. Uh, Anyway, so here's how it's going to work. I have, and and I'm going to ask you what you guys prefer. I have 15 here. Holy shit. I feel like we do first to six. Maybe. Um, That way we do a big chunk of them, but we probably don't do all of them. Um, There's a chance we don't make it to six because we're going to split even five, 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 probably. Um, right, there's 15 of them. Yeah, well, if that happens, I do have a tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, so it can't be first to six. Um, I'll be honest, these are nominees or winners? These are all winners. Okay, I probably don't know any of them. <laughs> so we can say Disney first. Songs. You do. Okay, okay. I picked I picked ones that I would be surprised if so so my my thinking is this. I'll do it if no one gets it, I'll give a hint and do it again. Perfect, perfect. Okay. 
And I will give you all another hint because I did this earlier with my sister to see if she could get any. She got zero. Okay. So I will tell you they're numbered one to 15 and it's chronological. 15 is the most recent. One is the oldest. Okay. So we're starting oldest. Um, I can go in order or if you want an extra level of strategy, we can go around and you can pick a number. Like maybe you want one of the more recent ones. Maybe you want one of the old ones. Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll mark them off as we go, because I usually don't do something like that. Okay. Got a question there, Jordan? Mm, no, I think, I, I think I've got this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's time for a very special ladies edition of John Williams. More like, damn, whistlems. Um, let's start with, let's start with Ray. A uh, number from one to 15. Uh, number one. And how is this working? Are we the buzzing oldest. in or? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. How we've done this before is I get through like a sequence just so if people are listening, they can play along too. But if you think you know it, like put your hand up and we'll, I'll, I'll, if I'm focused too hard, we'll just be on an honor system. You guys tell me who put their hand up first. Okay, I'm going to say it was me. Yeah, me too. I'll <laughs> try to keep this, my eyes this open. Song is at least 15 years old. <laughs> If we do have to do all of these, I may be very faint by the end. <laughs> it's difficult to do. I can resuscitate you. Oh, and I should mention I'm very bad at this and I did not practice. That's perfect. Because I think that makes the game harder. <laughs> That's what we need. I don't know if I could name 15 songs. We're starting with number one, which will be the oldest one. There's been 95 Academy Awards, but they didn't do best original song until the seventh one. So there's a big span of time that these could be from almost 90 years. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ben from the future. I'm popping in just to tell you that I think this segment is really good. However, it takes almost 20 minutes. So if you wanted to skip ahead to when we're doing the next category, I wouldn't necessarily blame you. Skip to about an hour 28 on your uh, podcast app and that should get you there. I think it's worth it, but if you need to just hear these categories and you don't want 20 minutes of slide whistles, um, who can blame you? I can't. But if you skip it, you won't know who won. Or maybe I've told you exactly the timestamp to go to to have the winner revealed without the 20 minutes of hard listening labor that you'd have to put in to really feel like you uh, accomplished something. As I've recorded for about a minute now, I would say it's actually probably more like an hour 29. So there you go. I'm doing this on a, a stupid like computer mic. That's why it sounds so bad, but I thought it was important enough to tell you. All right, back to the thing. All right, Ray buzzed in. It's um somewhere over the rainbow. It is somewhere over the rainbow from <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Holy shit, Ray! Ray has one point. Greg, pick a number between two and fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Come on. Bridge is like (laughs) 
right, no one buzzed in on that one. I'll say it was from a few years ago. Um, it was it was it it was sung in the movie. It wasn't just over the soundtrack. I'm just gonna start guessing ones that I know. One recently. Uh, my it's the theme. You go first. I think I did a pretty good job that time. Are you sure you don't want to go? No, you go first. You had it first. Is it City of Lights? No. It's the theme from Skyfall. No. Okay. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Is it that Lego song? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's a live action movie. The person who primarily is uh, thought of as singing this song is also a pop star in real life. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The... Sh- the- Shallows or yes. something? Yeah. From A Star Is Born. Yeah. As performed by Lady Gaga. Can't believe you guys didn't get that. Jordan, pick a number between that move, two and 14. Existed. I two. did too. Okay. <laughs> this is not as old as The Wizard of Oz. had it for a second but is this apartment for sale it's not apartment for <laughs> sale <laughs> um it's not as old as wizard of oz but it's pretty old <laughs> it's definitely the song you've heard most on this list oh wow it's the song from singing in the rain new older than that shit Not doing a good job. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, a good job won't help me. It's an animated film. I keep, is it When You Wish Upon a Star? It is When You Wish oh, Upon a Star. Oh, it is? Okay. That's what I thought it was the first time. You've heard it the most because it's the Disney jingle that plays before every Disney movie. Yeah. As soon as you said uh, it was animated, I knew it was Wish Upon a Star. You got a buzz in. Yeah. Ray's got two. Greg's got one. Yes. Pick a number. Number three. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Zippity doodah. It's zippity doodah. <laughs> the song Disney would soon forget is from Song of the South. No longer playing on Splash Mountain because they closed it down. All right, everyone's on the board. Ray's got two. Greg's got one. Jordan's got one. Greg, pick a number. Fourteen. It's another Disney movie. It might be the... No, it's not. I was going to say it might be the most recent Disney win, but of course that's incorrect. Yeah, it wins every year. Because they've <sighs> they've won since Shallow, and that's the most recent one. You got Who's something? It? I... 
Is it uh, Let It Go? Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two, two, one. Uh, Jordan, pick a number. Uh, eight. Okay. Something in the middle. <laughs> Less of an anchor point. <laughs> this one. I can't do very well. <laughs> so we'll get through this first bit quick and I'll get you to a hint. It's a Disney movie, 90s. I need to hear it again. Is it I Can Go the Distance? No. Oh. It's from The Little Mermaid. Oh, no. It's from the 80s. You idiot. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> Uh, written by is Elton John and Lion Tim King. Rose. Oh no, it's from the Lion King. Oh, Kirk. can you feel the love tonight? It is. Can oh, you feel the love tonight? Nice. Uh oh, we're tied at two. <laughs> Everyone's got two. We're gonna do all of these. Ray, pick a number. <laughs> number four. Is that the the oldest? That's the oldest remaining. Number four. I'm gonna give you a hint in advance. Uh, you probably don't know this song. <laughs> <laughs> Should I pick a different one? But it, it's it's from a movie. And I, I'll say, you know what? I'll say if you can give me the movie, um, we'll count on this one. So I'm actually going to give the first in case you get it. But. Singing in the rain. Nope. <laughs> That's the chorus. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the sequel to this movie only came out this year. Top Gun? <laughs> yeah, it's Top Gun. Take My Breath Away by Berlin from Top Gun. Oh. I like that one. Yeah. I actually knew Top Gun won best original song. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Greg has three. I'm winning? Yeah, you have three. Uh, Ray and Jordan have two each. And Greg gets to pick this one. The board is yours. Thirteen. Lucky number 13. Okay. Okay. Um, this song plays over an opening credit sequence. Is it the Whitney Houston one, the bodyguard one? No. Oh. It's not a Disney song. No. Can't be. Um, Disney had a lot of stinkers right before it. Someone Ooh, frozen. Someone guessed it already, but it was wrong then. Oh. Singing in the rain. <laughs> this, this is the most recent one remaining. <laughs> I know. Singing in the rain came out in 1951. <laughs> Older than Frozen. <laughs> Doing a pretty good job. Someone guessed it already. What did we guess? <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, it's uh, also a song by a pop star. They were not in the movie, but the song played over the opening credits. Um, 
it's a it's a very long running series that always has some kind of special song playing over the opening credits. It's usually a big deal whoever does the song for the new movie. Adele sings it. Oh, this is Skyfall. This is Skyfall. Oh, <laughs> yes, all of those things are true. Yep. Uh, uh, it's like, ooh, what else did I say? <laughs> I don't know that song. I just knew it won. <laughs> okay. Well, Greg has four. <laughs> He's wow. two thirds of the way there. All right. You guys each are only one third of the way there. Mm. I'm going to get the next two. Uh, Jordan. Ten, please. Okay. It's <laughs> an easy one. <laughs> yeah okay all right ready Please guys. <laughs> Wait, what number is this? Ten. No, never mind. It's very catchy. This is this an animated movie? <laughs> no. Oh, it's not. Okay. Oh, wow. I was going animated. I was too. Mm-hmm. No. It's the opposite of an animated movie. <laughs> What's the opposite? Unanimated. It's it's a it's a gritty drama, and this is a rap song. Oh. Performed by a very famous rapper who was also the star of this movie. Uh, Eight Mile. Yeah. <gasps> uh, oh, what's, the na- what's the name of the song, though? Very famous Eminem song. I don't know the name of the song. Really? Yep. Lose Yourself. Oh. Lose Yourself. He just pre- really performed it, what, Yeah, last year? we were just talking about this. All right, Greg, Greg's got match point. <laughs> match point. Greg has five. The other two have two. <laughs> um, and it is to you, I believe, for a number pick. Nine. No, <laughs> this was perfect. I feel like I almost had it at the end. What is it, Jordan? The Titanic song? Yes. My heart will go on? My heart will go on. Oh, wow. wow. Jordan strikes back. She's at three. I don't think that was perfect. <laughs> I, was also perfect. I also don't think it was perfect. <laughs> uh, well, you guessed it. So. I got the one. I got it on timing alone. <laughs> I feel like I was That's waiting for my heart to go on, and that was not it. Wow. That's a way to do it, too. <laughs> Everybody's a critic. Although the ending was good. The ending, though, helped mm. of the song. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm not Celine Dion here, so. <laughs> Nobody was behind you holding okay. you. All right. So Greg hasn't won yet, but it is his pick of number i mm-hmm. think i'm about to win what's the most recent one is it like 12 11 it's 12 12 all right this one i thought was funny to put it i don't know if anyone's gonna get it oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Man, this sounds familiar. 
Um, in the movie, it's sung by Taraji P. Henson. That the hook that I was doing there, the actual verse is Terrence Howard. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> okay. Um it was a big deal when it happened because it was like a really unlikely winner. Nothing? Nothing. It's from Hustle and Flow. Nope. It's hard out here for a pimp. Oh. <laughs> by 3-6 Mafia. Uh, no. Nope. Good win, though. That was a good win. All right. So we can't all get tied at five. <laughs> nope. Uh, Jordan, pick a number. What's the highest number that's left? The highest number left is... 11. 11. Let's go for it. Okay. This one... Here's a hint for everyone. This one would be most recently heard by Greg in this group. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) How would you know this? How would I know that? Good question. trying to figure out how you know what yeah i'm too i'm too distracted <laughs> yeah, giving you all the clues <laughs> uh you, you, i would know that you would know it because it was an episode you were on oh, recently is it from lord of the rings it is we'll return say that's close king? enough it's yeah. from the return of the king it's oh. into the west uh by Andy likes which i was gonna just take the movie on i also one. watched that <laughs> yeah but i didn't know that <laughs> i knew greg had watched it <laughs> all right three five three so, <laughs> um, seven, seven, a number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seven, seven is indeed a number. <laughs> An open number. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, A whole new world. All right. Oh. <laughs> wow. How many are you at now? Ollie? Four. Oh, it's going to be five. <laughs> and we're not going to have enough because we missed one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, four to Ray, five to Greg, and sitting on match point for a while. Three to Jordan. Everyone's still in this one. And it's Greg for a pick. The newest um, one is six? The newest one is six, and the oldest one is five. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> There's only two options left. Oh, God. Yeah. This isn't good. It's easy. That's the Little Mermaid. No, <laughs> it's got to be on you somewhere. Oh, oh, it's um from Beauty and the Beast. What's it called? Tales all this time. It's called Beauty and the Beast. No, it's called Beauty and the Beast. 
that counts. You yeah, she said so. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. I got wow. it. <laughs> Are you a five? Yeah. So when Jordan wins this one, it'll be four, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> then we do the tiebreaker. We can end five, five, five. <laughs> ben looks exasperated. All right. I didn't think we'd do all of these. <laughs> Next year, we're going to not perform the songs live. <laughs> no, we are. Um, we always are. This is too much fun for all of us, including the listeners. All right. Um, no, there's only one left, so no need for anyone to pick the number. I want five. Okay, we'll do five then. Get your hands ready, is all I have to say. <laughs> What is it? Little Mermaid. I don't know. <laughs> what? You got to give title for this one. Oh, um, I don't know. Ray? Under the Sea. Under the Sea. Oh, I could have guessed that. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. I did didn't. It, but you didn't. <laughs> and I didn't make Coda. <laughs> and you didn't write Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> uh, okay, putting this away for another year. No, I think you get it, Greg. No, I think you should win it, wife. Oh. Let's give it to Jordan. Jordan wins. Yeah. No, I definitely didn't She's, she's that. the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you want this, you nasty what you're taking it home. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yes. Yeah, it's just the theme of tonight. We're just giving awards to people who didn't know they were competing for them. <laughs> That's a nice surprise, isn't it? Yeah. But I shouldn't say that. That was very competitive, actually. Everyone got a few. Mm-hmm. Um, either Ray or Greg won. We won't remember next year. <laughs> That's funny. Love me a good slide whistle. Yeah. I'm really excited to see this segment condensed into two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so coming out now to present Best Actor and Best Actress. Oh. Uh, Hitotoshi Nishijima and Alana Haim, winners last year of Best Actor and Best Supporting Actors. Actress. No. Best Actor and Best Actress, respectively, are coming out to, res- to present this year's. Um, let's start with Actor. I'm having trouble with my third spot for actor. That's why I'm hesitating. Yeah. Don't forget, you can pick from any, yeah. any nominated movie. I mean, I don't remember how the guy was in All Quiet in the Western Front. I was going to um, give him my number three. Because, I yeah. I'm like, I liked I, him. I feel like he was good. Yeah. I just like, don't have a lot of memory of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's either that or the Bill Nighy or whatever his name is. Yeah, guy. that's it. Um, I, I can go first if you guys want to. Yeah, why don't you do I'll that? I'll for a bit. Why don't yeah. you do that? For, for actor? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I feel like I I just don't know a third because I didn't watch enough movies. You going Tom Cruise? I keep thinking about it because <laughs> it's funny. He's good in it. <gasps> Throughout um, that rule book, he's very convincingly. rule book in the trash. <laughs> All right. So in, in Best Actor, my top three. Number three, I have Diego Calva from Babylon. Number two, I have Paul Meskel from After Sun. Number one, I have Colin Farrell for his... Extremely good work in multiple movies this year, but mostly for his lead role in Banshees of Inishirin. Um, He's amazing and un- he has a... Cri- I mean, talk about someone with range. He did that and Penguin this year, you know, in The Batman. Um, he's just an incredible actor. I actually might watch the Penguin spinoff show 
having not been in, interested in many of like the TV spinoffs of superhero movies in recent years, that one has Colin Farrell in it. So I will, I will watch that, but yeah, his work in Banshees is just kind of career best stuff. And it's, it's too bad. He wasn't that recognized for it this award season, but he will be recognized by me. At least those are my top three, Paul Mescal and after Sun. Everybody got to watch that movie. That movie's incredible. And he's and he is pretty amazing in it. He gets better as it goes, I think. Um, and there's some really, really crazily um, like shattering stuff towards the end that he plays really, um, really interestingly. That's my three. Oh, and Diego Calva and Babylon's great. Put that guy in everything. What a face. Um, I'm ready. Number three. I'm going uh, Sammy from the Fablemans. I'm going to put him three because I'm not really sure if he was the leading actor. Um, Number two, I'm going to go Austin Butler for Elvis. And then number one, Colin Farrell. Easy pick. Banshees, who's so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going three, the guy from All Quiet. Um, Sure. Two, Austin Butler. And one, Brendan Fraser. Okay. I'm going for three, the guy from All Quiet on the Western Front, for two, Colin Farrell, um, and one, Brendan Fraser for The Will. Uh, not too unlike how it worked out on ladies voting. I think just because a lot of people didn't see After Sun, Paul Meskel's in last year. Um, Austin Butler, they had in fourth. Bill Nighy was ahead of him in third uh, for living. Brendan Fraser was in second, and in first by a lot was Colin Farrell for the ladies voters. Hmm. So I feel like we're Farrell or Frazier in the group. I think it should be one of them. I didn't see The Whale, but I know people really like it. I like Brendan Fraser a lot. I just think Colin Farrell's so good. I'm a little worried that Brendan Fraser's just going to say some weird shit if we let him up. (laughs) (laughs) Nautical puns? (laughs) A lot of weird nautical things. Yeah. Well, if you let Colin Farrell up, he's going to turn into Johnny Depp halfway up. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> no, no one might just, be, be, as be, long be. as we have an umbrella to shield him from the magic rain we'll that be, came down on New York at the end of that movie. We'll be rowing if he does that. <laughs> yeah, we'll be rowing for sure. Okay, how are we feeling in the room? Uh, it's tough. I didn't so see the feels, whale. Yeah, it feels like this has to be a discussion because I didn't see the whale either. Yeah. I'd be happy to give it into Brent Frazier. Ray said it was really good. And I trust her opinions. Yeah, he was really good in that. I mean, you honestly, saw it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was really good in that. But I do like outvoting Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he won an Oscar, though. Is he even going to come to this? Colin Farrell will come. <laughs> you think Colin Farrell going to come? Yeah, yeah, he'll come to the ladies. I just am sick of. People. We need we whoever wins needs to come back next year to present. So. Jordan, what are your thoughts about the two? Because you and I are the only ones that have seen both movies. I think. I mean, I re- I liked Colin Farrell a lot. Like, I thought that was a great role. He obviously had. It's up to you guys, but make your discussion quick. I don't want a whole woman talking hour and a half kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we need a pros and cons list. <laughs> it's very fair. Um, I thought Brendan Fraser just had like there was just like more range in that performance. Um, like that was very intense role uh but i liked colin farrell i mean i I, clearly i put brendan fraser first so i did too and you didn't even have colin farrell on your top three i didn't just the irish thing or i think it goes to brendan (laughs) fraser (laughs) Ugh. 
Wow. I thought you said, for some reason, I thought you were the one who told me to watch that movie and said good things about Brendan Fraser. I've, apparently, people like him in it, but people don't really like that movie. That's accurate, yeah. But I haven't seen it, so grain of salt, but that's like the, the I guess, consensus, as if that's what you, what you want to say. I think that's fair. All right, well, congrats to Brendan Fraser. The the <laughs> phrase, the renaissance continues. Renaissance, um, right? We'd go with that instead of Fraser-sance. Mm, yeah, mm. definitely. Uh, he's amazing in The Mummy. Have you guys seen The Mummy? Never heard of it. I mean, have you? Though? I feel like <laughs> I mean a long time. I haven't seen it in over ten years. That's what I mean. I feel like some, you know, this is about blind spots here. There's no shame. That movie's amazing. I don't really remember anything about it, but I know a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, I've been he's on, great in it. I've been on the ride. There you go. <laughs> a lot of people say that the mummy is their sexual orientation, right? Yeah. Well, because everyone's hot in it of every right. gender. <laughs> That's true. Everybody's hot. I, the mummy is hot in that movie. Literally, yes. Yes. The guy who plays the mummy is also hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do always forget about that, that everyone everyone is very good looking in that movie. Yeah, he's good looking. They even try and give Rachel Weiss weird eyebrows in it just to like mute it, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> and coming back to the mic is um, Alana Haim and Hidetoshi Nishijima, and they're going to present Best Actress, the... Uh, the voting, no, not the voting. The Oscars this year are nominated Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Williams, Anna Darmus, and Andrea Riceborough. Um, but we don't have to nominate those people at all. This is the most best actresses I've ever seen. Like in. Yeah, there it's was nice. In, uh, best picture this year. Yeah. Last I would year note I had- that. We already gave Michelle Williams an award for this performance tonight, so we probably can't have her in this category. I think she can have both. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, there's no rules really about this, but, you know, maybe a, worth a consideration. But yeah, uh, considering we just went over the fact that last year, none of the best actresses were in Best Picture. This year's three. That's pretty good. Much better. Yeah, it is better, for sure. Anybody have three locked in and or loaded? I mean, given that Michelle Williams is out of it, I'll put uh, Michelle Yeoh at three, um, Anna Del Armas at two for me, mm-hmm. and Kate Blanchett is obviously at one. I didn't see Blonde, but she's good in it, Anna Del Blonde is bad. She yeah. is good in it. I <laughs> want to be very exactly clear about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just don't know who I want my third to be. Hmm. Yeah. I think my third is going to be the actress from Triangle of Sadness. I was thinking too. Char- yeah. Charlie Dean. Yeah. Is the lead actress. Whoever Yaya. that is. I'm going to give that to her. Um, And then I'm going to go um, Michelle Yeoh and then um, Kate Blanchett, number one. Okay. This is the one that I think most suffers from weird nominations. Um, obviously Viola Davis and woman King isn't eligible here. Cause woman King got zero nominations. Um, tough. A lot of I've, I've held, I've held my tongue. I didn't even talk about Phil Tippett's mad God when we did the animated category. Cause that wasn't nominated either. Um, but this is the category that most makes me want to vote for people who are not eligible. Um, seriously, see decision to leave 
Uh, Kiki Palmer in Nope also would have been in the mix here. Uh, Tang Wei is the actress in Decision to Leave that I would have in here. But I don't. Michelle Yeoh, I have third. Margot Robbie from Babylon, I have second. And Kate Blanchett in Tar. Uh, just a head and shoulders best performance of the year in any category. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna copy Ray. I think I, I was thinking the same thing. I'll go the Triangle of Sadness Girl for third. Although I, I feel like I don't have a third, but basically, and then two Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett first for sure. Can I retract my Michelle Yeoh from number three and yeah. replace her with Margot Robbie from Babylon? Sure. Thank you. So it seems like there's some momentum building for Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the ladies voters had it much like you did Blanchett in first, Yo in second. A sizable gap, but not a huge blowout. Um, Michelle Williams, they had third, so I think that's... That's who I would have had yeah. if I didn't move her. Um, she, with I think no first and second place votes, she might have had a couple second, but like no first place votes. It was just, everyone was just like, oh, I need a third, Michelle Williams. Yes. Um, then Anna Darmus, then uh, Andrea Riceborough, because I don't know that people saw to Leslie that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, no offense to her. She's an interesting performer. It's just a weird, it was such a, such an interest, a strange circumstance that her nomination came from in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Kate Blanchett, come on up. Yeah. It's, right. it's gotta be Kate Blanchett. It's gotta be. Shout out to oh. Michelle Yeoh. Oh God. It was trips awesome. on the stairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird with, with Margot Robbie. I think that's just what her voice sounds like now, but that's, um, <laughs> Which is too bad because I I think she has a, a a pretty good normal voice too with her. But will she ever get to be Australian in a movie? Mm. I guess, is my question, or is she just going to be doing a period Bronx accent for the rest of her life? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but great in that movie. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's Kate Blanchett. We we loved her. The ladies voters loved her. Mm-hmm. Before we get into their final two categories, because we're coming up on the end. I'm curious what you guys thought was the best ending this year in a movie. The best mm. ending in a movie. The best ending. There are three nominees in my mind. Ooh, I have four. Interesting. Mm. What do you got? I have tri- Triangle of Sadness, Fableman's Tar, and Babylon. I have Fableman's Tar and Babylon. That makes sense. Yep. I uh, have Fableman's. Okay. Um, Tar, I... You can't pull the trigger on Tar. Wow. Mm. Nope. I didn't understand it until you explained it to me, that I didn't understand what was going on with that concert. I Obviously, I, like, I got the gist of it, but... Interesting. Uh, they take away her time. She doesn't get to control time anymore. They put the headset on her so she has to listen to a metronome. Yeah, I know. It just... She starts the movie with the whole, like, you cannot start without me. And, at, ended, the end, and if, at the end, she's on someone else's... If it control. ended at the tackle, definitely... <laughs> Well, that is, I mean, as we talked about in the episode, that is the great debate. Should it have ended there? I like that it keeps going. I do too. Mm-hmm. Ray, but it would have just been a more, inter- it would have been like a more shock value kind of ending if it just cut to black out of the tackle. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I have trouble with this one. So I guess the question is, um, I know I've mentioned to you before, but do you know how Babylon ends? No. Do you want to? I guess I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, after watching it for three hours and change, um, it ends with a montage of just movies that have been made since the early days of recorded video. Sounds terrible. Uh, Up through Avatar. I think it ends. It it 
goes to Avatar and then it's showing um, some production stills from the film Babylon as well in the montage. You know what? So Fableman's <laughs> definitely my favorite ending. I'm um, going to be honest. I don't even remember how it ends. Fableman's? Yeah. It's so the, he, they move the camera. They move the camera. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Specifically, <gasps> okay, that like was that. a good ending. That was yeah. a good ending. The whole lead into the ending, too, where it's after the panic attack, which is really like the emotional end of him and his parents. Mm-hmm. And then Spielberg's like, let me just do the craziest shit that ever <laughs> happened to me. Um, and it's Sam. He's on the lot. And he meets John Ford. So it's... And John Ford is played, the, the great director is played by the IRL great director, David Lynch, mm-hmm. who made Mulholland Drive, which we all love. Um, <laughs> and um, that sequence is amazing. It's he, really good. What do you see? What do you see? Uh, well, there's uh, two cowboys. And no, no, no. Where's the horizon? Uh, it's, at, it's, it's at the top. It's right. there. <laughs> there. Uh, the way Gabriel uh, LaBelle's voice cracks when he says, um, just, just so good. Um, if it's at the top, it's interesting. If it's at the bottom, bottom, it's interesting. If it's in the middle, it's boring as shit. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of my office. It was awesome. It was so, it was so that good. Was good. Uh, that and was then, good. yeah, he, he pokes his head back in. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no problem, kid. <laughs> and then just to spite you a little bit, Ben, I like the ending of Triangle Sadness. I was going to say that. Yep. I liked that one a lot. I like the ending of Triangle yeah. Sadness a lot. Mm. I feel like we talked about it a lot, and I feel like that means it's a mm-hmm. good ending. I like the ending of Triangle Sadness I a lot. Agree. Not as much That's as Fableman's. <laughs> and then third, I actually like the ending of All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh. You just hated that kid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hated that guy. Why, I had wanted to see him so get freaking skewered. No, yeah, I like that. I like him dying like slowly at like because mm-hmm. it's him like he kind of gives up. You know what I mean? Because he didn't have to die. That was a good ending, I guess. But I yeah, agree. I think the, it was, it the was, actual story ends better. Not IRL. I mean, like the story it's based on that it hugely changed. Because I, I like that <laughs> throughout that movie they kind of told like his buddy who I can't remember like the older guy that he kind of becomes friends with. Uh, the t- guy who keeps going, "Ooh, I can't wait to get home. I've got a lot of things waiting for me. Hope nothing happens on this final day of combat. <laughs> let's do something super dangerous. Yeah, let's oh, do something oh, oh, super yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He mentions a couple times how like um, the ones who die are lucky because he's like, we're never going to be able to go back to a normal life. Yeah. And then once everyone else is dead except for him, he just is like, that's him just being like, I'd rather just die. I'll just go die. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. is a good ending. Yeah, I like that too. I like that ending. It's, it's all right. The whale had an interesting ending. Mm. We talking about Avatar or the Brendan <laughs> no, Fraser the, movie? Okay. the Brendan Fraser movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen the ending. Yeah. But yeah, this is my top three in that order. Fableman's Triangle Sadness, All Quiet on the Western Front. Cool. It was it was a sad the whale had a satisfying ending up until he floated away. <laughs> but that's okay. Um uh this this wasn't actually a competitive category, but we can pick something if we want. No, um, we don't have to. No. It's funny because I really, really liked everywhere, everywhere, all, everything everywhere all at once, but I feel like its ending is kind of it's yeah, it just it just ends. It just ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um Banshees had a good ending. Yeah. That was one that we talked Banshees about. Banshees did lot. have a good ending, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But yeah, that fa- that final shot in Fableman's. It's so good. Him talking the, to the director. The camera moves yeah. up yeah. and it kind of shakes and it takes. I was, I was not alone in the theater when I was watching that, but there's like a couple other people and I was like laughing 
because it's it's a it's great joke. Funny. It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. We and I was laughing. like, you guys get it? We we you guys got that right? That was fantastic. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. It was wicked good. I forgot that that had happened. Yeah. Camera moves up. The music goes or whatever. John Williams playing. Okay. Yeah. The man retire. No. God damn. Steven will never let him retire. Speaking of which, best act, best director. Oh, this is so hard. Nominees this year are Daniels, Steven Spielberg, Martin McDonough from Banshees of Inisherin, Todd Field from Tar, and Ruben Ustlin from Triangle of Sadness were your nominees. I'm going to have the same issue. There's four movies that I could put in like any order. Mm. I'm in a weird spot because I honestly do think that Tar might have been the best movie this year, but I did not. It was not close to my favorite this year. Uh, this one's tough for me. This one's tough for me too. I'll go. I have Damien Chazelle third. I don't know who that is. Ooh. He directed Babylon. Boo. <laughs> it has a couple of the best sequences in any movie this year. It has some stuff that doesn't work. But the directing is always interesting. It is occasionally transcendent. The final camera move that follows Brad Pitt up the stairs for his last scene, for instance, is compared to a lot of the rest of the movie, really understated, but pretty amazing. Um, obviously, the way he's moving the camera around that opening party, and like he, he does a lot of one-shots in this sequence, and it's amazing. Um, I don't know. The camera just kind of mirroring that later, following Tobey Maguire into hell. Um, yeah. It's always interesting. So I have so I have to have him on my list. Todd Field, I have second. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna look back on Tar as the best movie we've made this year. I do think it was I think it, I think it might be. Yeah. And it's uh I, I just feel it's all of such a cohesive piece and I That's give what that it is. to Todd. Yeah. And then Spielberg, you know, directing and blocking. No one blocks like he does where he where where the people are actually standing in frame. You know, it's always clear. There's a couple times where it's just like textbook Spielberg shit. Like, I, I think I thought of it when Sam is watching a movie in a theater and then the other Boy Scouts are like sitting behind him and they're all in a big group, but you can see everyone's face because they all have their own space. You know, it's basic stuff like that. That's not the most impressive shot in the film. But um, and then just the way that I'm giving it, I'm, I'm kind of cheating because Spielberg puts so much of himself into it. And I think it's pretty it's pretty rad. It's not a subtle movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a movie about himself and that might not work for everybody, but it really worked for me. Um, the shot where Sammy sees himself filming his parents telling their kids that they're getting divorced is the craziest thing I've maybe ever seen on film. Can't believe Spielberg let that be in a movie. It's in, it's a, uh, an absolutely, uh, bravura chip. That's, that's next level stuff. And so I have Spielberg first. I think I'm ready. Okay. Did I, did I vamp long enough? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you good. bought me time. <laughs> Number three, Tar. I think we went over this. I I, I think Tar is might technically be the best movie this year. There's just so That's much what happening. That's I keep coming back to. <laughs> um, but it wasn't my favorite. Um, Same. Second, I'm going to go everything, everywhere, all at once. I think that was really good. There's a lot happening in that movie. Um, and then number one is Fablements. I loved that movie. And I do think a lot of it was the directing. Yeah. You had mentioned before, too, like, he got a lot of good performances out of a lot of actors. Todd only got one really yeah. good performance out of one actor. <laughs> <laughs> but the best one? Quality yes. over quantity. I, th I think there's a lot of 
good performances in Tar, but no, it's, there it's dominated, obviously. It is. By they're Kate overshadowed. <laughs> yes. And they're much smaller than all the performances. Yeah. I think Nina Haas, especially, the, who plays her partner in that. In, uh, it's, it, it's really hard to remember anyone else's performance yeah. <laughs> in that movie. But they are good. I have Fablemans at three, Tar at two, and Everything Everywhere All at Once at one. Okay. Three good picks, Jordan. The order's wrong. but <laughs> <laughs> I've got Fablemans at three, Everything Everywhere All at Once at two, and Tar one. Mm, good picks, Ray. The order's wrong, though. I think, I don't know, Tar just is just, as a cohesive piece, it's just, I think it's the best one. I think we just have to give it to Babylon. <laughs> Get um, out of here, <laughs> Tar has the best vibes, you know? The, the whole movie just vibes, say? and I feel like that's the directing. Our voters had Daniels first from Everything Everywhere All at Once, then Spielberg, then Martin McDonough, then Todd Field for Tar, and then Ruben Ostland. Who's Martin McDonough? For Banshees. Yeah, Banshees was my fourth. I had I had McDonough actually second on my list, and then I kept I moving think, stuff around. Yeah, I, I kept moving Banshees around. I think it, it fell off just because it's a bit simpler. It looks, Which isn't it looks bad. amazing. I love that it movie. It really looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That's another um, Vibes okay. movie. Yeah, I love, love, love Banshees. So interesting. There two, was- two Fablemans first place votes. One in the room, Daniel's first place vote. Uh, one voting that from counts. the ladies. So two. Um, but I don't... Does anyone have Tar below second? I put Tar third. You Okay, so you put Tar third. Mm. Um, I did Tar everywhere. Fableman's at third. They had Fableman second in the voting. If we averaged all this out, I think it's percentage points with those three movies. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like I said, I... I uh, but I think Tar isn't... I think Tar doesn't come in first. I ordered these different when I voted. <laughs> My <laughs> mind has changed a lot on these. That's okay. Yeah, me too. That's okay. Um, but I would have... I didn't have Daniels on my list. Yeah, but you accidentally put Babylon. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't be fourth either. I'd, I'd, I'd have McDonough in front of them for Panchies. Mm. Um, but but that doesn't matter here. So what are we? I'm happy with any of those three to be honest. So that's why I don't really care to be honest. They were all so good. So I loved all Todd those movies. Abram. I think it's probably either Spielberg or Daniels. With Todd Field is like a close second, but I, I think, think so. any of those three. <laughs> but I think whoever's first, the other one's third. <laughs> 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 that's weird second <laughs> no I don't know I think that's right though I feel, right? I feel like <laughs> yeah. that makes, it makes no sense when you say it but I think that is correct <laughs> yeah. yeah I think it depends on what rubric you're using one of them is in first the other one's in third <laughs> what was yours Jordan <sighs> I had Thaleman's third Tar second and everything everywhere all at once First. See, and I had uh, Tar second. I had Tar first. Fableman's third? Fableman's third. I think it's everywhere, everywhere, everything everywhere all at once first. Yeah, and then I think Tar is second. <laughs> I think Tar's <laughs> third. 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 <laughs> yeah, but they're all okay. really close. Daniels, come up and give your speech again. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to give it to someone I went to school with, fine. 
No, I'm um, taking it away from them calling themselves Daniels. <laughs> Get out of here. I was hoping one of those would be annoying enough to spring it to Steve to, to send it down to Babylon. Yes. Just have to sour you guys on everything else. It's like, okay, I guess Damien Chazelle. I don't want to give Babylon the award because they probably have to sell it to cover some of their losses. Mm, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be in profit soon. It's fine. Uh, and we're going to be at two hours and 20 minutes soon. So let's get to best picture as we are now past 10 o'clock. Um, top five of the ladies voting was everything everywhere all at once. And then Fableman's a really tight one too. Banshees and tar were tied at third and then top gun Maverick was in fifth. And that was the top five of ladies voting, mm-hmm. but we can go with any picks we want. So, and for best picture, we'll each do a top five. So if you need oh, a second. Oh, top five. Oh, okay. so if you need a second. We didn't nominate any I'm women ready. for director either. Just saying. What is it? So we didn't nominate any women for director either. Just saying. Mm. They're all really good options in there. It was hard to think yeah, outside the box. Tough. Didn't need to think outside the box. I was like, yep, these are all great. Yeah. I don't know how Triangle of Sadness snuck in there. Yeah. Honestly, that was one of my movies I liked a lot, actually, Triangle of Sadness. It was, like, in the middle, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't compare to the other four. That's the thing. Those are the four movies on there so much better. Yeah. I'm ready with my five. Oh, the, the the making it only five is tough. The fifth oh, one is throwing me through a loop here. I'm not sure which one I want to pick. I'm between two. I was between a couple, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with mine. Mm-hmm. I, I had, like... All the middle ones are kind of interchangeable. I had like a couple on the bottom, mm. some middle ones in the top four that I liked the most. Yeah. Okay, I think I, I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, who wants to get a kick us off? I'll go. Number five, Avatar, Way of Water. Great movie. Uh, four, I'm going to go Tar. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Three is uh, Banshees, then Everything, everywhere, all at once, and then Fable wins. Okay. Spicy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can go. I'll go. Okay. Five, I also had Avatar. Really good visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll probably never look at, like, underwater movie scenes the same way. I don't think you ever want... No one wants to make an underwater movie right now. It's not going to be good. No. Little no. Mermaid in theater soon. Yeah, not good. <laughs> all right, so five... Um. Four is Banshees. Three is Fablemans. Two is Everything Everywhere. And one is Tar. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, I have uh, Babylon at five, which I can do, right? I can do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Fablemans at four, Tar at three, Banshees at two, and Everything Everywhere All at Once at one. Big Banshees fan, huh? I really liked Banshees. I love Banshees. The, the rewatch helped for me, I think. I think it would be a very enjoyable rewatch. That movie was so good. I'm very sad that it won nothing. It should not have won nothing. I don't know how right. that happened. Yeah, that and Tar and Fableman's all I don't know getting if I can forgive them for Those are my, like... I can't forgive them for killing the donkey. It hurt too much. It, it was It was, it was an accident. I know, but... Colin Farrell much. writing a letter to his sister about how he was there petting the donkey. Like, it's tough. It's terrible. Five RRR. Four, Babylon. Three, Banshees of Inishirin, which I slid down for Tar at number two. And number one, The Fablemans. I love The Fablemans. 
Yes. So The Fableman's my favorite movie of the year, and I think Tar is the best movie of the year. Um, I don't, and right now I'm going with my heart, and I have Fableman's at first. I put Tar fourth, and I think it might be the best movie of the year. It just wasn't my favorite. I like Banshees everywhere and Fableman's more. Uh, yeah, and big apologies to, um, you know, Aftersun. That would have been one of the next ones on my list, I think. And uh, there's also, I mean, there's at least Nope and Decision to Leave would have been in my top five too, but they're not nominated for anything. So I almost put um, Triangle of Sadness five, but there was just a little too much weird over the top stuff in that like middle section. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over the top, I feel like puts it mildly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was too much. It was oh. just a bit too much. I have Triangle of Sadness as my 39th ranked film of the year. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. But like, I, as I've told you, I like everything in my top 49. Okay. <laughs> the whale might, might be one of my favorite ones. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It almost made it in there to number five, but I think mm. Avatar might have edged it out. Yeah, I, I have that like the whale v the whale. Like I said, the I know th- a lot of people didn't like it, but it stuck with me. There you go. In the middle over there, I have like Avatar, Triangle of Sadness, Top Gun are all like, eh, fine. I think Avatar's the best out of all those. Two Fableman's votes, uh, two Everything Everywhere All at Once votes, if we're counting the ladies voting. Um, Tar is on all four lists. Was this, uh, yeah, right? I put it fourth, yeah. Tar is on all four lists, only one first place vote and only one second place vote. Um, so probably not getting in there. Mm-hmm. Just average them out. Who won? It's either Fableman's or Everything Everywhere all at once. Uh, and for what it's worth, Fableman's was a close second in the ladies voting also. So I think it's the, between those two. Um. Didn't have everything everywhere all at once on my list. But I like <laughs> your I, list. Is weird though. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I think we let Fableman's win because I don't think we've let Ben get back to any of his wins. He <laughs> loves this, this, this is the big one though. So it is the big one. there's no pity I, well, wins here. This is my top pick. I, I love the Fableman's. Granted, I put everywhere second. Yeah. So. Ray had Fableman's pretty high. You guys both had it in first. I did have it on my list. Yeah. You had it fourth? I had it fourth. Yeah, third. ran a third. Does anyone have a strong opinion against or for either of those? I love Fableman's. I, I, I want it to be Fableman's personally. I'm fine with that winning. You found what? Fableman's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we should give it to Fableman's because it got snubbed at the Oscars and I wanted mm-hmm. it to win something. Okay. Well, that's uh, Steven Spielberg. Daniels doesn't need more stuff. Yeah, I think uh, Spielberg's a producer, and of course, we also give this just to the producer of the movie. (laughs) No, we we love artists here, so this will go directly to, I think it's Spielberg either way, but this is presented, of course, by uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, who made Drive My Car last year, and who won last year for us. That's, That's it, right? That's it. Your final tally, Fableman's. Takes it home. Good for Fableman's. Good for Fableman's. Uh, Ray wins best song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Turning Red won best animated. Michelle Williams won supporting actress. Ki Huey Kwan won uh, supporting actor. Everything Everywhere All Once won original screenplay. Pinocchio lost animated, but won <laughs> adapted screenplay. Um, <laughs> 
Best actor went to Brendan Fraser. Um, that one was dramatic. Not dramatic. Best actress went went to Kate Blanchett, and Daniels won best director. Am I the only? And one? that's the ladies. That's it. Am I the only one who's really excited to hear Pat's complaints about this episode? <laughs> He's not going to be happy. No, he'll be mad about a lot of those decisions. I'm excited for him to be mad about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening to the 2023 ladies. There's merch available. <laughs> uh, Greg and Greg and Ray have a uh, nice looking magnet. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept it simple, so I thought it was funnier. But there's a, there's a level there's a limit to it. You know, there's a limit. I think I'm testing the limit. Um, like I think it's funnier when it looks a little janky. But does anyone want that? <laughs> I'm happy to have it on my fridge. You know what I mean? The limit does not exist. So, <laughs> so it's about walking a line, and I might have gone too far one way this time around. Uh-huh. I think it's a fun design, though. You can at least download a JPEG for free. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for being on Ray, Greg, and Jordan. Anytime. This is what we got to do again next year. Excited for next year. Uh, We'll try and do it before the Oscars next year so people (laughs) still think it's relevant, but that's okay. Um, You know, thanks for being on. If you've already listened this far, you know how to listen to the podcast. Uh, You can check us out on Instagram at lead to the movies underscore podcast. Uh, I'll still shout out Podbeans though. Listen to us on Podbeans. Um, And that'll about do it. Uh, it's a wonderful night for ladies, ladies, ladies who will win. <laughs> Whoa. It's a callback to when I mentioned the Billy Crystal thing at the beginning. Remember? <laughs> oh. Two and a half hours ago. Yeah. Look, he's What see, a fun he's, callback. It's how you know it's a good screenplay. They, he, the <laughs> Chekhov's gone. You came back. Full circle. And, um, <laughs> throwing the script out into the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya.